Hello, Jesus Time family, and welcome back to Jesus Time, where I get to talk about everything Jesus tells me in my time with him, and it's fabulous. My favorite parts of Jesus Times is when I am going through something, I'm having some thoughts that I'm struggling with or circumstances that are challenging, and Jesus comes to the place of my struggle and he speaks into that in ways that are so real and intimate and personal. And that's what he did recently. And that's what I want to share with you guys today. So our church has recently started a small group initiative, which is fabulous. We have all these incredible leaders and our incredible pastors wanted to give them opportunities to lead. So we suspended what we were doing in terms of the groups we had, we call them home groups. And we started these small groups instead with these all these different leaders uh, or leadership teams, I should say. And they're incredible. And one such team, leadership team, uh, I get to be involved with. And it's me and two other godly men. And I love it. I'm super excited about it. <laughs> that said, <laughs> when we had our first leadership meeting, I felt less than. These two godly men have a similar leadership style. If you follow the Enneagram, they're both Enneagram 8, so that means that they are direct, they like a challenge, if you throw problems into their face rapid fire, they are pumped up and excited and want to think of solutions and problem solve. So very amazing, encouraging, competent leaders. And then there's me. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is not my leadership style. I don't want you to throw problems at me rapid fire. I want to get to know you and I want to find the Jesus in you. And I want to show you the Jesus you're missing by gently leading you there. And so I felt in this leadership meeting very ill-equipped. I felt very unworthy, not ready, like I didn't fit and like I didn't belong. And so <laughs> it was funny because one of these leaders is my husband and I love him and he knows me. And so that made this meeting a little more challenging because the way that he was asking questions and throwing out problems and challenges, I felt attacked. And I probably didn't respond in a very loving way when he was asking a question, but because I'm used to pushing aside my feelings so that I can tackle the issue or the problem, that's what I was doing and it came across harsh, maybe unloving. And at one point he looks at me and he says, honey, are, are we okay? And I was like, oh yes, I'm just, I'm not sure what you want. And so I, I don't want to go into the details of it. It ended up being fine. He told me later that he was not worried about my leadership. He just wanted to help this other young leader to develop. And that's why he was leading the meeting this way and asking the questions that he was asking in the way he was, but in that moment, I still felt less 
less than. And that feeling continued for several days until, of course, I met with Jesus. And I struggled with Jesus and I was like, Lord, I thought that you had me in this place for a reason. I thought that I was going to be in a position where I could really help to encourage and to lead people to you and to uncover the you in these people. And he listened and he's like, he just smiled at me. I felt him smiling at me and he just whispered to me, Gideon. I was like, oh. And of course, not so coincidentally, that was the exact next passage that my Bible in a year reading plan came up with. It was the next thing. So you guys are probably familiar with the story of Gideon. If you are not, back in the day before Israel had kings, God would raise up judges to lead the people because if they didn't have someone leading them, they would do whatever they wanted and they would worship false gods like Baal or Asherah and wreck themselves. So Gideon was one of the leaders God called to lead his people. However, Gideon was not their traditional leader. He was not a direct, powerful, let's face these problems head on type of guy. (laughs) He was a timid, small, preferring to hide less kind of guy. Um, And it says in Judges 6, we'll start in verse um, 11. The angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree at Ophrah, which belongs to Joash, the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grains from the Midianites. Now, real quick, the Midianites were the ones oppressing the Israelites at this time. And then verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Verse 13, Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Verse 14, and don't miss this people. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you, exclamation point. You guys, go in the strength you have. And as someone with a not direct and very strong leadership style would respond, he responds in verse 15. But Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. 
Mm, I can I can relate to that feeling, guys, and that's exactly where I was after this leadership meeting with these amazing leaders struggling with the way God made me for the task in front of me. Verse 16. The Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Wow, the Lord really met me in that place of feeling less. And he reminded me throughout the rest of the story of Gideon that spans three chapters, Judges chapter 6, chapter 7, and chapter 8. And there was no time when Gideon became a different type of leader. Twice, actually three times, Gideon asked God for a sign. The first time was in this chapter where he's like, "Mm, if you're truly going to help me, show me a sign. So he makes this offering of meat and bread and the Lord waits for him until Gideon can go and come back with his offering and the Lord consumes it, giving Gideon the proof that he needed to move forward. And then again, in verse 7, I believe. No, I'm sorry, later in verse 6. If you look at verse 36. So Gideon is calling this army to him. Because they're going to attack the Midianites. But this is kind of a scary thing because now that Gideon is actually leading people, he's super scared because it's not just him, it's the people he's leading. So he asks for a sign, the famous fleece. He said, if you're truly going to use me to rescue Israel as you promised, this is chapter 6, verse 36 on. Prove it to me this way. I will put a wool fleece on the threshing floor tonight. If the fleece is wet with dew in the morning, but the ground is dry, then I will know that you're going to help me rescue Israel as you promised. And you know what, guys? God did that. But Gideon was still scared. Verse 39, Gideon said to God, please don't be angry with me, but let me make one more request. Let me use the fleece for one more test. This time, let the fleece remain dry while the ground around it is wet with dew. Verse 40, so that night, God did as Gideon asked. God did not want Gideon to change his leadership style. He used Gideon's timidness, weakness, less than-ness, and gave him the encouragement he needed to move forward in the way God wanted him to move forward. Even when it was time for Gideon to defeat the Midianites, this was it, guys, this was the money. We see that it was just 300 men in three different groups surrounding the Midianite camp at midnight. So it was dark. Gideon and his men were hiding in the darkness. And y'all, all they did was make noise. And the Midianites freaked out and killed themselves. You guys, this was so encouraging to me. 
God does not want me to change how he has made me. All God wants is for me to trust him more. To trust him enough to go in the strength that I have. To go to God with my fears and my doubts and let God affirm me. Let God encourage me to move forward in what God has for me to do in the way God has for me to do it. I cannot tell you how encouraged I was, how freed I was to not feel like I had to brace myself to become this other person. God never wants us to be someone we're not. He wants us to be exactly who we are as we connect with him in all the ways. Because leadership is not about leading better. It is about surrendering and trusting more. And at least for me, when I can look at it that way and trust God in that way, then there is peace and excitement to see what God is going to do. And then God gets all the glory. So praise God that he uses my less than (laughs) for his perfect purposes. And just so you know, we did have the first small group and I got to lead the discussion and it went great. It went great because God is great. I hope you guys can be encouraged and find Jesus in your Jesus time to give you the strength and encouragement to go in the strength you have. Love you guys.